Hello and welcome to another episode of the Spirit of 2016 podcast. It's our 13th ever episode, so just thought I'd get that one out of the way before the uh, the Bosnia the Bosnia preview, just so we don't scud that in any way, shape or form. Today we're going to be doing a bit of a transfer roundup podcast. My name's Andy Bell and I'm joined as ever by Luke Niblock. Nib, how's it going? Very good. We're coming up to the Bosnia game now. It's actually, that time has gone so quickly over Christmas and just the, the months have flown by. So, I mean, starting to get a wee bit nervous thinking about that game, but... Can't wait. Literally cannot wait to get diving into that game and hopefully when we come to that podcast we'll be feeling pretty good about it and we'll be in good in good spirits. Absolutely and partly that will depend on the form of the boys uh, coming up to that game which uh, we'll be talking a bit about so far in this podcast um, when referencing these players. So it's been just over two months since the, uh, what was the last game, Germany away? Yeah. Yeah, it was yeah. the Holland and Germany doubleheader. Uh, just over two months from that, just under two months until Bosnia and I. So a nice wee uh, splitter podcast here mm-hmm. that can uh, that can break this up nicely. So uh, first transfer, uh, we're not going to do this in any sort of chronological order. I'll just start with the big one. I think it's one everyone's talking about. Certainly um, more to do with the, the fact that he's hit such good form since this move, rather than for it being the biggest transfer in itself. Uh, but it's Liam Boyce. So Liam Boyce joined Hearts from Burton Albion this window. Uh, I think for about two hundred thousand pounds. I'm not entirely sure on that, but yeah, I mean, undisclosed fee. I think it was. Yeah, oh, was it right? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, and obviously, that is the reported fee, but yeah. he, he's worth more than that. But yeah. he, I think he maybe six months left on his contract. Yeah, so running it down. Burton yeah, Albion yeah. just trying to get a bit of bit of money on a 31 year old. I guess. Yeah. Um, he was wanting to leave anyway, so he's joined Hearts. Who I think they're still are bottom of the Scottish Premiership. They certainly were when he joined. Um, and since joining, he has scored two and two. And got two assists in those games as well, so including a winner against Rangers. Yeah, uh, might not be the most popular shot yeah. this podcast ever, but uh, <laughs> I mean, he's he he's hitting some form for Hearts. He was doing quite well for Burton Albion as well. He was mainly in the side, but a bit in and out as well. He's he scored fourteen goals, I think, this season in, in thirty three games. Yeah, fourteen thirty three. Yeah. I think that's right uh, for Burton Albion, uh, which is good at League One level. We certainly don't have a scorer yep. uh, at any level. That's um, very good at yeah. any English level and no, national level scoring. Uh, at that rate so I mean what do you think of that one do you think if he if he continues his form surely he has to start in Zeneca yeah well it's pretty much the perfect start um, in terms of his move I mean it is it's quite a big move for him because Hearts I mean you know despite their position it is one of the bigger clubs in that league and, and it's always been one of the bigger clubs in that league and if he can start you know competing you know against the likes of Rangers Celtic and he's showing form already against you know some of the top sides in Scotland mm-hmm. this guy is, is proving it at Burton he's, he's starting to prove it at Hearts if he keeps scoring goals in that side mm-hmm. I mean, goals are something that Northern Ireland sides that we've seen have just been so shy of, you know, since the likes of David Healy. And even then, he wasn't a prolific club scorer, really. So, yeah, you know, was, we've yeah. never really had that. And, and Boyce is one of those few examples, especially around the squad now, that can do that for us. So he's someone you really can't ignore if, if he's on form. Form players are so key, I think, in these playoff games um, for every nation, really. And I think it's, it's, it's going to really be about that. So... Boyce will be doing himself no harm um, in terms of getting into that side if he keeps scoring. Yeah, yeah. He's the only player that's uh, scoring goals regularly for us uh, at a decent level. Yeah, And that's just the fact of it at the minute. I mean, obviously, we've talked about it in the podcast. We, we've never really considered Liam Boyce um, to be someone we want really starting no. uh, when talking about any of these games, really. And certainly not this one coming up now. Uh, and I think that's because if you look at our, our options, we've got you know, Connor Washington, who, if he doesn't score, if he's having an off day, he's always going to give you that run and that energy, that pressing. Uh, Josh McGuinness is always going to give you a presence as well and also, you know, can come off the bench. We know about his impact there. Kyle Lafferty gives you a bit more of a physical presence. The thing with Boyce is there's, there's not some, anything that he's amazingly good at, apart from, obviously, finishing. He's a goal scorer. He's scored goals everywhere he's been. There's no... He's not particularly brilliant in the air. He's not 
really fast. He doesn't hold the ball up brilliantly well. Um, like I'm talking about like nine out of ten. The way Connor Washington will always give you nine out of ten energy. Josh McGuinness nine out of ten physicality. Um, but Liam Boyce doesn't really have that outstanding attribute. Um, mm-hmm. and that's what worries me about potentially starting him in Zeneca is is the fact that he he he. he if he doesn't score the goal, he might offer us nothing and we may, we may be carrying somebody yeah. for that game. I think the one thing I'd say about Boyce to maybe defend him um, would be like he's never really, we've never really played for him in a side. Like we've never really made him our focal point of the team. Like Hearts are probably going to start making him the focal point. Burton certainly would have done that. Yeah. Um, Lafferty in his in his time in Northern Ireland, he was made a focal point and you saw the kind of rewards of that. Um, the, on the other side of that, you could say that Boyce hasn't really proven something to Michael in order to warrant yeah, it's a being, street, being, isn't it? being the focal point. But it's interesting to think about what he could do if we had a goal scorer up there who's who's really good in good form at club level that's made our focal point. Mm-hmm. If we just had the service, he might end up being quite prolific for yeah. us. You, you just you just don't know really. It's a bit of an unknown mm-hmm. at the same time, which is 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 a bit scary. But at the end of the day, our options are so shy up there in terms of scoring goals. Like Lafferty just does not have club form in any anyway whatsoever he's yeah. relying on what he's done before for us and the fact he, he'll work hard you know and harry mm-hmm. but um but you know i, I yeah I, i'd maybe throw boys in if he keeps doing what he's doing i really I, I really would yeah well that's been something that i that i've actually come to think of in the last couple of days i mean we're no strangers to this on this podcast we have criticized boys a lot when he's played we haven't been impressed with him uh, we haven't wanted him to play um so we're, we're not gonna you know turn around now and say we're the, we're the biggest boys fans but there does come a point now where you know he scored goals at Cliftonville, went over to Ross County, scored goals, went to Burton Albion, scored goals, and has now gone to Hearts and yeah. is scoring goals. Yeah. So there, there has to be a point where we say maybe Liam Boyce isn't the problem. Mm-hmm. Maybe the way we're not we're playing with Liam Boyce in the, in the team, as you correctly say, is the problem. There's one uh, one interesting thing that I picked up. So he's he's gone to Hearts. Their manager is um of the the Gegen pressing string. Um, you know, so he's 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 cut from the same cloth as you know the likes of Jurgen Klopp, all these managers who uh, put so much emphasis on the pressing game, and that's something that we we've always said we'll play Washington for that reason, because um, he'll give us that. And obviously, when he came into Hearts, uh, when the manager came into Hearts, I should say, Connor Washington was touted as somebody who would be like the perfect fit for him, um, just because Washington likes to press, this manager likes to press as well. So. This guy hasn't bought Liam Boyce if he doesn't think that no. he's going to fit into his style of play. It's not yeah. it's not a short term contract. These guys have bought him for um, for the next few years. Yeah. So you know, Liam Boyce is going to be their focal point, and yeah. he's not just bought him just because he scores goals. He thinks that Liam Boyce can play in his system as yeah, well. Yeah, I think it's a brilliant signing for them. They know about his record at Ross County as well. I actually have his record here. I mean, he yeah. scored fifty five goals in three years That's with them, and in one of the seasons he was the top scorer, twenty three goals in the Premiership in the Scottish League, and yeah, he led him to a trophy as well. So, okay. I mean, he he's had great record before in the Scottish Premiership. I think he's he's kind of perfect for that league, and I'm I'm excited to see what he does at Hearts. I really am. I really am excited about that. So going on from one striker who is scoring lots of goals at the minute to another who it's fair to say isn't <laughs> Kyle Lafferty has joined Sunderland uh, as a free agent uh, so he was obviously playing in Norway for a while in, in the Norway yeah. uh, top league uh, he was playing for Sarpsborg, Sarpsborg yeah. uh, joined them when they were bottom of the league and managed to, well I'm not sure how much he was to do with yeah. it but became a starter um, and steered them to safety in yeah. that league so I know the fans over there uh, really liked him Michael O'Neill expressed some concerns about the level he was playing at but also caveated that with for Kyle it's all about the minutes so he's uh, he's obviously left them now he was out of contract and he's joined Sunderland on another short term contract 
uh, six months until the end of the season. So Sunderland obviously joins Conor McLaughlin, Tom Flanagan, Will Grigg there. So quite the contingent of Northern Irish boys at Sunderland at the moment. Uh, I think they're just outside the uh, the promotion places mm-hmm. right now. Um, mm-hmm. How do you think this one this one will work out for Kyle? Well, I mean, Sarpsborg being the European giants that they are, you know, obviously they'll be missing him, you know. But um, no, in all seriousness, I think it's like I think it's it's a solid move for him again. He's he's coming, you know, back into kind of English football. It's a football that I think makes more sense for him, and just for if we want him playing for us, it should be a football brand that he can really understand and bring to the table. So, I'm, I'm yeah, he's joining Northern Irish contingent there. I mean, the thing with Kyle is, you, I mean, what can we really expect from that move? I, I, for me, I just he could end up easily scoring one or two goals there the, his entire stint, and then yeah. just nothing really happens. You know, you just have to hope that Kyle can somehow find something else so that he can keep offering something for the squad because we've talked before about Kyle maybe not really offering the squad in, um, something anymore, and yeah. that would be a shame. So if Kyle can put some form together there again, he, he represents an option for these these mm. crucial games. You know, and yeah. He, if, an informed Kyle Lafferty, I know he's aging now, but an informed Kyle Lafferty can always pose a threat just for what yeah. he's done before, and and Bosnia know about Kyle Lafferty they'll know about this guy like yeah. what he's done before he, he can really put something together Definitely. but it's a big if I think with, with Lafferty at this point you know at club club level it really is you know especially in the English or Scottish side of things you know it's yeah. just a it's it's clearly experiment that hasn't worked before with Rangers you know Steve Gerrard just didn't like him and yeah. you know there's a lot that he brings to a club that might not be necessarily beneficial. So we'll just see how he settles there in terms of, yeah, the club. Yeah, I think it's an interesting one. I'm maybe not quite as positive on it as you are. Um, I, I, when I, when he signed, I had a look at the stats. I had a look at the strikers for Sunderland. Uh, so we've got, obviously, Will Gregg wasn't really starting for them, uh, but he's been completely um, taken out of the equation yeah, now. Frozen out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he, he'd only scored one or two goals all season uh, at yeah. League One, which was his his bread and butter for winning when he was always playing there that's what got him into the Northern Ireland squad all the hype about him as well as obviously that song Um, what song? (laughs) (laughs) so yeah he had 25 goals that season so the thing with Will Grigg always seemed to be he would why why are we talking about Will Grigg too much he he, he always scored goals at League 1 and then moved up the championship couldn't do it got relegated scored goals again and that was sort of the the, not a vicious cycle. That was the well. Cycle. It's a good comparison because yeah. he's a clinical League One st- um, scorer and he's not getting game time. So mm-hmm. what's to say Lafferty will? Yeah. Well, that well that's it as well. And you know? so Charlie Wykes, our other striker there, obviously not Northern Irish, but he had quite a poor goal scoring record this season. Um, and he seems to have kept his place in the team. Uh, for now, I think he scored a couple of goals since Lafferty's come in. So yeah. maybe the presence of Kyle Lafferty has pushed him on and yeah, a bit of a kick up the yeah, ass that he definitely. needed. Probably just fits um, the system as well. Yeah. I'd say probably at Sunderland there if they're putting some form together. You know, I don't think there's a lot we can take from the first couple of games there that he's played because no. he's been on the bench and we know he's short of match sharpness, especially having had a, a bit of a break since leaving Sarpsborg. Uh, only played nine or ten games for Sarpsborg as well because that was a, a short-term contract. Yeah. So it, it sort of remains to be seen whether he'll get a string of starts there. Uh, I think the main thing is that we have a sharp Kyle Lafferty. I mean, yeah. That, that, that's always yeah. going to be a danger for us, whether that's playing from the start, uh, tire out the defenders. Yeah, for, or a cameo. Yeah. Tire yeah. out the defenders for 60, 70 minutes or come on and give, you know, give us the important goal. We know yeah. Kyle's no stranger to a big moment, it's especially true. for Northern yeah. Ireland. So yeah. uh, we'll just have to wait and see on that one. As I know it's so cliched and we'll probably say this about everyone. Uh, but it is true there is such a level the, it's yeah. about the minutes exactly and there's so much unpredictability to it in terms of the manager and just the way they see the player it's really hard to tell right now we have to wait the next few weeks and, and see you know but no I, I agree with you on Kyle there yeah, yeah. okay uh, moving on another one is Jordan Thompson uh, so this is a guy who Michael's spoken at length about and he's he, Michael loves this guy pretty much he's, he's a young player he's yeah. a young midfielder he's obviously um, a lot of people might know him big name in Northern Irish terms because he was at the Manchester United Youth Academy and then joined Rangers didn't really work out at either of those ones 
went to Blackpool for a couple of years, resurrected his career, um, started playing really well for them, uh, got a couple of starts for Northern Ireland, uh, including that, that game in Germany, which I know was a dead rubber, but it's still a pretty big thing to throw him in there, and it shows the, the trust Michael has in him, and I think we talked in the podcast after that one as well, um, that he actually played quite well, showing some nice touches. Yeah. Uh, so he's joined Michael O'Neill at Stoke. Um, so the question I, I think that's most um, relevant to this transfer is with the Corey Evans injury, uh, do you think that possibly Michael's readying him for a start in Bosnia to fill that role? And I know you, you might think off the bat, okay, we've got Davis, McNair and Saville and they'll be the three midfielders that'll play. Yeah. But we've seen George Saville deployed on the left-hand side against yeah. Holland and play quite well there. He's been playing there for Middlesbrough as well. Yeah. And it's that sort of thing that Michael does, playing three centre midfielders and a, a by trade a centre midfielder in the wing on as the well. Wing, yeah. To sort of uh, squeeze and push the, the centre midfield. Yeah. Uh, especially with somebody like Pjanic, the quality he has. Do you yeah. think that he could play four there and Thompson could be one of them? Well, he of course, um, even Corey's played out wide, hasn't he, as well, yeah. in a midfield. So it could be an interesting shot playing Thompson out wide as well. I th- yeah. Every time we've seen Thompson live, I mean, he came on in, in the Holland game as well, actually, yeah. in the nil-nil. Um, and he looked really lively. I mean, this is a guy that just will always bring like energy that we don't necessarily have to a game. Davis has good energy in the midfield, but in a different way to Thompson. You know, Davis is kind of the quick pop and passes. Thompson will actually take players on. He's not he's not slow at all. Like yeah. he's quite he's quick off the ground. He's got a lot of pace. He's got a lot of confidence for of a guy that's you know relatively inexperienced in his Northern Ireland mm-hmm. career. You know, so I think it would be an exciting and a forward thinking move for Michael to have him play in this Bosnia game. Yeah. And it it might just be something else for Bosnia to think about. You know, it, instead of you know playing this real run really passively and sitting back and absorbing, mm-hmm. it's it's a forward thinking kind of dynamic decision that, that Michael will have to make on Jordan yeah. Thompson and bringing him to Stoke it's just going to let him see more and more of Jordan, you know, and yeah. that won't that could easily tempt him like you say into into playing in, in this in this playoff. And it it could be a big decision for him to make because at the end of the day it's it's going to kind of dictate our philosophy in many ways, mm-hmm. I think. I think it's testament to Jordan Thompson himself because maybe a year ago when he first came into the squad, I'm not sure exactly when it was, but he would never, ever have been seen as somebody who might have started the game even in an injury crisis. He just wouldn't have been somebody playing at no. a high enough level, playing well enough to uh, to come in there. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think now if, if say, Paddy McNair or George Savile or Steve Davis, heaven forbid, got injured before this game... I mean, you'd, I'd be throwing Thompson straight in. I'd, I'd, like, yeah. If I saw, if I see Thompson's name in this team sheet, whether, as you say, that's out wide or whether that's in centre midfield yeah. for Bosnia, like, I'm, I have no qualms with it. No, really. there's not. It doesn't stick out as, yeah. like, a, as, a, as, a, as like a sore thumb kind of player. Like, it's, it's really very much he fits. I think he fits the side yeah. still, you know, so I don't think it's it's a weakness, really. I wouldn't look at that side and think, oh, Jordan Thompson's playing. Yeah. Not sure now, you know. I think he would fit in, and I wouldn't I wouldn't really kind of shy away from it. I yeah. really wouldn't. Has a, has a good set-piece delivery as well. Yeah. Uh, I can't forget that. Yeah. And, um, who knows, you know, obviously Michael's definitely brought him to Stoke. He's not short-term enough to think, okay, I need this guy to start in Bosnia, so I'm yeah. just going to bring him to my club and pay him yeah. all these wages just to get him. So he sees a player there, but also mm-hmm. there could be a thing of, you know, I want to mold Jordan Thompson as a player at my club, but also to be an asset for me in these playoff yeah, games coming up. Definitely. So there, there could be that thought behind it as yeah. well. Options from set pieces is good. You know, obviously Paddy will be want a lot of the set pieces, but Jordan's not afraid to take him off them and, and, and say, oh, you know, I've, I've got a feeling I can do something with this this delivery or whatever. And I, that's always a good headache to have, you know, in terms of set pieces. So Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So I, th- I think we can all agree that one. Good move. Yeah, solid. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, absolutely. So there's, there's been a couple of other ones. Um, uh, the one, one I want to briefly talk about Um because we haven't seen this guy in a Northern Ireland shirt. Uh, he's Matty Kennedy. He's moved from St. Johnson to Aberdeen. Obviously, he, I think it was 
three or four months ago he changed allegiance from Scotland to Northern Ireland. So Michael convinced him to come over. Was actually born in Belfast, so is is a Northern Irishman. Um, he's not one of these mad grandparents or great grandparents yeah. that have come down, yeah. <laughs> like Connor Washington, who the first time he ever played for Northern Ireland it was his first time setting foot in Northern Ireland. Yeah, that's true. Oh, okay. Crazy story. You there you go. That? I yeah. did not yeah. know that. Yeah. Yep. So, so he is, he is, he is authentically Northern Irish. Yeah. Not that that really matters. It's, no, I just no. care about having quality in our squad. Yeah. Um, but he hasn't played for us yet. I don't think he's gonna get any minutes, barring an incredible run of form. Uh, at Aberdeen any minutes in these playoff games I yeah, mean yeah. you know he's one for the future maybe the next campaign or if we do get through these two games the yeah. warm up games for the Euros we can give him to go there and see what he can do yeah. um, but Michael O'Neill isn't averse to throwing a wild card in I mean no. think back to the Switzerland game away uh, the playoff where he brought Jordan Jones Jordan on Jones, for his debut yeah. Yeah, last true. 15 minutes nobody knew who he was yeah. um, turned just, out pretty good for just, us yeah. Yeah, 100% yeah, yeah had that trust in him so uh, 5 goals 5 assists for St Johnson this season earned himself a move uh, Steven Gerrard has uh, praised this guy in the past after games saying you know he, he really ran us ragged today threat, yeah. can play up front can play out wide and playing with Alm again what do you think of this one? Again yeah I think for like you said they're one for the future I think like the interesting thing is like, in the next campaign next qualifying kind of matches he'll be starting to come into those prime years like he'll get, turn in 26-27 and yep. you might just start to see you know a really solid player flourish there so uh, one to watch and one to keep around the squad. I don't think he'll play in these playoff games, but in the next, in the games beyond that, you know, I do think he'll be getting minutes. You yeah. know, whether that if you know, hopefully we get to the the Euros, of course. Whether that's in the Euros or whether that's um, just beyond that, we'll see. But I think this guy will be in and around that squad now, like yeah, for sure. You know, it's just whether he gets in that starting berth. You know, well, yeah, it's another option out wide. I mean, options certainly isn't something we can turn our nose up at. No. Um, it's pretty amazing that we have that now, considering some of the Northern Ireland squads, yeah, some of the Northern Ireland themes yeah. that, that we've seen in the past. So now out there, you know, we've got uh, Gavin White, Jordan Jones, Nell McGinn, Matty Kennedy, Stuart Dallas, if we want to push him up, we can do that. And Josh McGuinness can play out wide. Yeah. Um, I'm sure there's there's other ones. There's probably an obvious one that I've forgotten there, but there's loads of options now for us on the wing. Um, and that's exciting because wide players can change games. These guys are the ones with the pace, the ones with the trickery, the ones that can produce that final ball um, that can open up uh, or, or produce that cross that can open up a defence. So um, if, if Matty Kennedy has, if his form with St. Johnson has been spotted uh, by one of the bigger Scottish clubs, we have to say. I mean, it's not Rangers or Celtic, but Aberdeen playing Europe every year, playing the qualifiers at least anyway. So it is definitely a step up for him. Yeah, big um, time. It's, maybe you'll see that as, as a stepping stone or a platform to mm. go to a Rangers or a Celtic or even to get over to England. But it's it's a step up for him in his career. It's a good time for him. Um, and it's just, just options. Yeah, just options can't complain. On the wing. Cannot so, complain about that at all. Well, interesting to see. And he started the first two games for Aberdeen as well. Good stuff, um, yeah. So see how that goes. Yeah, brilliant gonna wrap it up very soon now there are two more and we just want to touch on them um because i think it's, it's pretty obvious what we're going to say so yep. kieran brown's gone from cardiff to livingston he's somebody we've, we've seen a bit of in the i think he, he started in the friendly game against Little luxembourg friendlies, yeah um has been in the squad because we are obviously so short of options to send yeah. half um i just think this is this is a good move for him to be getting football for livingston as a team uh followers of the of the scottish league will know of quite a staunch defense um, the, they're the, uh, they keep it quite tight there. So the coaches um over at Livingston will he'll be getting good coaching there, and then he can take back to Cardiff with him or back to England wherever he goes after that. So I mean after the performance of Tom Flanagan in Germany, yeah, you I think won. we we can just we can just hope that <laughs> we've an up and coming centre half because I don't want that guy to be yeah. coming in if if heaven forbid Johnny yeah. Evans or Craig Cathcart. Picks I know up that's that's the worst thing that could happen to this squad. Yeah. Like so, yeah, not much to say in this one other than playing time. Yeah. 
You and know, same with Connor Hazard, Celtic exa- to Dundee. Exactly the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, Young keeper. Keeper needs playing time. It's mm-hmm. just the one thing a keeper needs, honestly. I don't care who he's playing for. He just needs some, some minutes in front of goal. Yeah. And so he's, he's not going to get it at Celtic. No chance. So, you know. Yep. Hopefully he gets it at Dundee. You know what we'll it is. Been on the bench a couple of times for yeah. Celtic was in in a couple of the European qualifiers. So clearly yeah. somebody they do have an yeah, element of trust yeah. in anyway. Yeah. They, I mean, they wouldn't be keeping hold of him. They wouldn't be nope. moving him out um, nope. if they didn't think that he could uh, potentially add something to them yeah. in the future. So yeah, I'm, I'm nothing I can really add to that. Yeah. Apologies in those last two there where they're not two players we know no, an awful no. lot about. Um, so yeah, I think it's it's pretty obvious when you're you're analysing those two transfers. It's all about the minutes. Yeah, so happy to, happy to wrap it up there. That's great. Yeah, 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 yeah. Good stuff. Yeah, just a wee short one. I think that's twenty minutes or so we've done there. Yeah. Um, before we leading you all with a, a fourteen-hour Bosnia preview <laughs> in March, just us with pizza, just <laughs> dying. Yeah, you haven't had any sleep. Just big lazy eyes. Yeah, I can't wait. It's gonna can't be good. Yeah, looking forward to that one. So we will, as we say, we'll not be fourteen hours. I was exaggerating, yeah. but we will have a big. Big yeah. build-up podcast coming out to that, yeah. and whether it's positive or negative, we'll have a reaction and hopefully a preview podcast as well yeah. to the good. potential final at Windsor Park on yeah. the Tuesday night as well. So exciting times ahead! Very exciting times. Um, yeah, looking forward to that one. Yeah, and let's just pray that our, our players, especially our strikers, can hit a bit of form before that. Brilliant. We get 